here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. And that's our focus tonight as we gather together uh, to worship together on this Wednesday night. Thank you for being here and uh, in this place and thank all of you who are joining us by uh, Facebook Live or by live stream. We welcome you and we pray that your heart is touched by the Spirit of God as we move through our worship service tonight. I want to remind you that afterwards tonight, the Old Forks Pickers or the Joel Miller Band, whichever you choose to call it, they're going to play about seven more songs after uh, afterwards tonight. So if any of you that would love to stay and uh, even on live stream, we'll be live streaming that as well. Uh, we welcome you to, to stay in here and enjoy the music uh, together tonight afterwards. But we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming. And we're going to begin tonight with uh, singing, Come You Thankful People Come. As we think about this season of Thanksgiving, although um, this is not the way we would want to worship, but when you begin to think about all the things we need to we have to be thankful for, it just brightens my heart and brightens my day when I concentrate on that. It's hard to sometimes dealing with what we're dealing with, but let me tell you, you find a place of thankfulness and you found a place of peace uh, in Christ. So join me as we sing together. Come, you thankful people, come. If you'd like to stand, you may do that.
thank you for singing so beautifully. You may be seated, and our Forks picture, Pickers are going to sing for us now. Feel free to sing along. I think you probably know all the songs we do here. Here we go. This song, too, this is going to be leaning on the everlasting arm.
Amen. Thank you all for leading, guys. What a great job. Send your cards and your letters to the Joel Miller Band. Thank you all so much. And uh, that puts a pep in your step and uh, hopefully joy in your soul. And appreciate so much, you guys, for being here tonight. And appreciate you who are worshiping with us here tonight in person. For those of you worshiping with us online, we are grateful that you are worshiping with us as well. But uh, before I begin tonight, I'd love for us just to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, the words of these songs that we've heard are so true. Father, when you touched us through your son, Jesus Christ, we've never been the same. And Lord, it's only through Christ that we are made whole, that we are forgiven of our sin and we experience the abundant life that you promised to all those who call upon your name. And Father, how could we make it through today's world in which we live and what we've been going through but to lean upon your everlasting arms because our strength is not enough. And Father, we just pray tonight that through the music and through your word and through your spirit that you would speak to us. And Father, that you would draw us closer to you and Lord, if there's anyone in this place or anyone watching tonight, that if they have never given their hearts and lives fully surrendered to you, Lord, that tonight might be the night of salvation for someone or many, that they would understand that they are loved by you and forgiven from their sin. And so, Father, we just commit this service to you, and we thank you again for your faithfulness to us. In the strong name of Jesus, we ask, amen. For several weeks now on Wednesday nights, we've been going through a study on how to pray. And most of us that have been Christians for any amount of time, hopefully have learned how to pray. This is a special time that we communicate with our Lord and Savior and that we grow in our faith. Um, I received several months ago a book in the mail, How to Pray, written by Ronnie Floyd, who's president of National Day of Prayer, a former, former president of the Southern Baptist Convention. But in this book, he talked about how to develop an intimate relationship with God. And I have to tell you, there's no greater relationship than to have a relationship with God. And there are some of you maybe here tonight or some of you that are watching, and maybe that relationship has grown cold over these last several months. Or, or maybe you've been angry at God, or it's possible that you haven't been talking to him as much because you think, I've been praying, but nobody's really answering, and I don't see any change in my circumstance. And that's exactly what the devil would like to tell you to stop praying, it doesn't do you any good, God's not listening, that's a lie because God does hear our prayers and he very much wants to answer and we pray according to his will. But last Wednesday night, if you worshiped with us in whatever form, we talked about warfare praying because the battle that we're going through really 
is spiritual warfare. And uh, so many times we try to do battle on our own strength and our own wisdom and our own understanding, and we fail miserably. But the battle belongs to the Lord, and it's really spiritual warfare. And there's one component that I think the devil uses, and that's what I want to talk about a few moments tonight, is how to pray against strongholds. And maybe you're asking, what, what is a stronghold? Well, a stronghold can be a, a habit. A stronghold can be a thought. A stronghold can be an imagination. Any part in our lives that we give over to Satan's control, it's a stronghold. If you want more specifics, let me share this with you. It's possible that you might have a stronghold of an addiction. It might be alcohol and drugs. Right now through this season, addictions are out the roof. And so many people, even Christian people, are struggling with some form of addiction. Satan will use these addictions to not only to discourage, not only to deter, but to destroy someone's life. And maybe tonight you're one of those that have a stronghold of an addiction like alcohol or drugs. It might be pornography. People have more screen time. People are home on their computers. People are on their smartphones. The devil knows each weakness, and he's tempting you in this area. It could be pornography. It's possible that you have a, a thought of unforgiveness. During this time, maybe people are bound by anger or unforgiveness to a family member or a friend or, or maybe even to God's church because of how we're having to operate under these very stressful times. But sometimes the devil will use any addiction, any habit, any thought, or even an imagination. And sometimes it's easy for us during a season like we're going through to imagine, I wonder what this person is thinking. I wonder what that person's thinking. If they haven't already shared it on social media, then sometimes people are, you imagine what this person thinks or what that person thinks. And I believe that's how the devil works his way into our lives and tries to bring discouragement or hardship. And every time that we disobey God in any of these areas, Satan gains a little bit more ground and he grows in our lives and this becomes a stronghold. You and I know too well what maybe any stronghold we have in our lives today. It might be in a relationship. It might be a, a habit, but Satan will use any of these strongholds. It might be worry. It might be fear. It might be lust, or like I shared, unforgiveness. Well, Paul talks about strongholds in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you have your Bible, or we'll have these on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up 
against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so this scripture reminds us that the battle is not against the flesh, but the battle is a spiritual battle. And Satan will use, again, any means, but we have divine power to overcome these strongholds. And did you get this? To demolish arguments and every pretension. And there's been so much arguing and so much division and so much, uh, I guess, anger during this time. And the devil is just back laughing his ugly head off, clapping his hands, just enjoying every moment of it. And I don't know about you, I don't want to give him any glory. I don't want Satan to have any victory during this season that we're going through, but I'm sorry to say, I think that he is getting some victory in some areas. But if you try to fight the devil in your own strength, you will lose. But we have to use the strength that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit and not on our own. So what are some of the weapons that we can fight with? Well, we know, and we'll talk about that in a few moments, some weapons that are listed are really a, a coat of armor that's found in Ephesians 6. But one of the ways we can combat Satan and these strongholds is by using the name of Jesus Christ. Did you know there is power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ? And uh, Satan, I think, trembles when we use the name of Jesus Christ, I often pray in the strong name of Jesus Christ because there is power and authority when we pray in the name of Jesus. This is the most powerful name under heaven. And we stand firm against the devil and his evil schemes in the name of Jesus Christ. We are to destroy strongholds in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, not some knees, not uh, this particular group or this entity, but at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and every tongue confess or acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love that passage. That one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's no other name given to men under heaven and earth whereby we must be saved than the name of Jesus Christ. And I've heard people even pray when they have not known what else to say or to pray, but just to keep repeating the name over and over, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We've sung that song many years, and I'm not going to sing it for you, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's no other name like Jesus, the sweetest name we know. And, uh, and I pray tonight that one of the ways we can overcome the stronghold, if you don't even know what else to pray, the Holy Spirit will intercede on our behalf. 
But just say, in the strong name of Jesus Christ, I pray you would deliver me from this stronghold. And then name specifically what the stronghold is. Whether it's anger or unforgiveness or worry or fear or anxiety or unforgiveness or alcohol or drug or pornography or envy or jealousy or lust or whatever it is. In the name of Jesus Christ, remove this stronghold from my life and God will answer our prayer. But also, not only do we have the name of Jesus Christ as a weapon, but the blood of Jesus Christ as a weapon. When Jesus died on the cross, his blood covered our sins, a multitude of our sins, so that he would become the atonement for our sin. And the blood of Jesus is a spiritual weapon that can destroy any stronghold because all of our sins were paid in full on the cross. You know, do you remember when we would sing again those hymns of faith? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. You know, we have power and authority in the name of Jesus and in the blood. Plead the blood of Jesus over your stronghold and see if God will not begin to work and bring deliverance in your life. But not only do we have the, the blood of Jesus, but we have the word of God. What do you think combats the lies of Satan, but the truth of God's word? When I mean, we have the truth of God's word, it is in direct opposition to the lies of Satan. It's the only offensive weapon in the armor of God described in Ephesians chapter 6. And we read these familiar words in Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when, not if, but when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And so we know that the word of God combats the words of Satan because the word of God is truth and John 8, 44 says that the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. So 
when we feel that the stronghold is gaining on us, we clothe ourselves with the full armor of God, we take our stand against the devil's schemes, and we use the word of God. And I'm going to challenge you to use God's word, to read it, to memorize it, when you feel like you're under attack. You know, just today I talked to a, a friend whose family is no doubt under attack. And I'm not going to go into detail of sharing, but their exact words were, our family is under spiritual attack. That was just today. And then they began to share all the many different ways. And I said, you are under attack. And I said, I feel like all of us, too, to an extent right now, are under attack. But I said, man, I want you to know that God promises to be with you and to be with us. And uh, I was able to pray. But how did Jesus combat Satan when he was being tempted? Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple if you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. But what does this show us? It shows us that Jesus combated Satan's temptation with God's word, the truth of God's word. And so when the devil's trying to lie to you and me and say, you can't do this, you can't do that, you say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When the devil says, you're already defeated, I've already won, look at your life, look at your family, look at your situation, it's a lost cause, then you can quote to him Romans 837, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus our Lord. And when he says, oh, you need to worry, you need to stew, you need to fret, you, you quote to him Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But we need to use the Word of God as a weapon, as a sword of the Spirit, to combat the devil and his strongholds. But not only is the Word of God a weapon, but also the Word of your testimony. The Word of your testimony. 
Satan hates to hear our testimony about Jesus Christ has changed our lives. I want to ask you, when's the last time you were able to share with someone your testimony? This has been a time where we've not been able to have maybe the face-to-face, close interaction with family or friends, but through um, modern technology, maybe you've been able to speak with folks, maybe through text or Instagram, or, or maybe you've been able to email, or maybe you've spoken with them on the phone But we have power to overcome strongholds by our testimony. He does not want to hear about how Jesus died in our place for our sins. Our testimony is powerful. We are to share it with folks daily. Share how Jesus has changed your life. And that's a challenge for me and all of us that the more we talk about what Jesus has done, I think the less we worry about what the devil is trying to do. The more we can focus on how great, as Bill shared before the scene, how blessed and thankful we are in so many areas, it's more to our benefit instead of focusing on all the bad and, and how the devil is winning in so many areas because we know who wins. We know the battle has already been won And he wants to deliver you and me from any stronghold tonight. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. In other words, willing to die for the cause of Christ knowing that by the word of our testimony, we defeat Satan, the dragon. We, de- we defeat the strongholds of any that's placed in our lives. I guarantee you, some of you in here or watching tonight have a stronghold in your life. I guarantee you there's some stronghold. It, it might be an addiction to food. I mean, during this season, maybe you've gotten unhealthy or maybe you've tried to get healthy. Or or maybe there's some other health issue or something that Satan is just using. You know, Paul had a thorn in his flesh. But yet the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness. So we know the devil will use anything to be a stronghold to defeat us, to discourage us, to destroy us. And I don't know about you. I don't want to give him that victory. I don't want to give him that luxury. And so... Tonight, as we go in a moment to the Lord in prayer, I want you to just think about for a moment, allow the Holy Spirit to examine your heart and mind and say, what stronghold is there? Is it resentment towards someone? Is it anger toward a family member or unforgiveness towards someone who has hurt you or wronged you? Is it, uh, again, a of anxiety or fear that just paralyzes you. But I pray whatever it is that tonight you're going to say, Lord, I give it to you. And I'm just claiming victory in the strong name of Jesus Christ. I know that your blood covers a multitude of my sins. And I know through the power of your word that we have victory. And Lord, I can't begin to thank you enough 
for what you did for me when you sent your one and only son to die on the cross to save me of my sin. By the word of our testimony, we're going to bring defeat to Satan. But uh, at this time, as we prepare our hearts for a time of prayer, we have so many on our prayer list. We've, we've had uh, families that have lost loved ones. We, we have folks that are in the hospital. We have folks, many families, battling COVID. Um, we have folks right now that are uh, scared. We have folks, our students um, now are not able to, I think, go back to in-person school until January. Um, they're, they're canceling all winter sports for high schools until uh, January to reevaluate. I mean, there's so many. You think about how hard it is for us as, as adults, and you think about young children or your grandchildren, and, you know, never dreamed we'd be going through something like we're going through. But I know this for sure. God promises to be with us. And I have to tell you, I've been one that I've at times gotten discouraged, and I've, I feel like the devil has used thoughts and imaginations, and, uh, and the devil has just tried to, to not only poke me, but kick me or you maybe when we've been down. And I don't want to give him that satisfaction. I don't want to give him that glory that he can defeat one of God's children. And I pray tonight that you would just turn it over to him. And, and uh, if you're on our church email prayer list, you'll receive all the prayer requests. Maybe you even did before coming tonight, but Please be in prayer, and I'm not going to go through all of those, but we have so many in our family, church family, extended family, that I'm going to invite you to, to pray over tonight. And, and what I'm going to do, I'm going to just incorporate our prayer over this sanctuary into our uh, closing prayer. And then I want to remind you that uh, our band will be coming back to sing and play for us in a few moments if you want to stick around and I hope you'll stay tuned in as they come to share and you know God's word fellowship with other believers music it lifts my soul it lifts my spirit and I hope it does yours as well but every Wednesday night we pray over the sanctuary and we're we pray over these pews and extend that touch to the chairs in the balcony and the choir loft and the instruments and the musicians and teachers, ushers, greeters. Because what I discovered many years ago, that I and we can do nothing without Christ and without the power of his spirit. And so that's why from day one, when I became pastor of this church on Wednesday nights, going back to the little church across the street, we would pray over the pews. And uh, we barely had enough people to touch. And Virginia, some Wednesday nights, not enough. And I would, no kidding you, to just so every pew in the little church could be touched, I'd be touching two or three and doing my foot up, touching another pew just to make sure every pew was touched with us claiming the Spirit of God was going to sit in every seat, anoint every pew before people even came in that they would know that they're on holy ground and that the Holy Spirit was present. 
And so we've continued that here, and, and I want to extend that touch tonight to your homes, to wherever you've been worshiping during this season, because we can do nothing without him, but we can do all things through Christ. So as we go to a time of prayer, I'm going to invite those of you who are in this place worshiping with us, if you want to stand and touch a pew or uh, or you don't have to stand, but if you feel led to, we're going to pray over this place. And I'm also going to pray for uh, these needs that are on our prayer list and just ask the Holy Spirit. But at this time, we're just going to pray God's anointing over this place. And if you just want to touch a pew, and, and uh, we're going to pray that God would just move in a mighty way this Lord's day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh God, thank you that you are our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Thank you, oh God, that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we do not have to fear evil because your rod and your staff, they comfort us. And, and Lord, we know that you are with us even until the end of the age. And Lord, we know that there is power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ. And so tonight, God, we come to you in the strong name of Jesus Christ. We pray, O oh God, that you would anoint and bless every person that's worshiping tonight, whether it be in person or in their homes or it's possible that they're in another state, wherever they might be. I pray, oh God, that they would feel your presence and your anointing of your spirit would be upon them. And God, I pray tonight that you would bless every name on the prayer list. Lord, for those that are grieving, wrap your arms around them and give them your comfort and your love and your peace. Lord, I pray for folks that are in the hospital that you would bring healing to their bodies and wisdom to the doctors and nurses as they care give. Father, I pray for folks right now that are, Father, battling some other sickness or illness and maybe they're being cared for at home. Oh God, we pray for your healing hand to be upon them and that you would Again, anoint them with a double portion of your strength and spirit and your healing power and bless their caregivers. Father, I pray tonight for people that are battling a stronghold. It might be alcohol. It might be drugs. It might be gambling. It might be pornography. It might be anger or bitterness or, or rage or pride or, or guilt or unforgiveness or Whatever it might be, oh God, I pray that in the strong name of Jesus, and Father, we plead the blood of Jesus would deliver these folks from their strongholds. And Father, that we would have victory. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we claim that victory, God. And Lord, may we share our testimony that Jesus is alive and that Jesus has saved us. And as that old song says, it is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he can do for you. And we claim that victory tonight. 
And Father, we pray for this COVID virus to end. And Lord, that there would be a safe vaccine. And that, Father, you would uh, bring it about as soon as possible to stop this virus. And that children and young people and families can be back together, whether it be in school or in sports. And Father, back in your house to where we can hug one another and see the smiles and encourage each other. And Father, we all need that encouragement and support. And so, Father, we just pray for a move of your spirit. Bring healing in our country. Bring unity. Father, bless our leaders. And Lord, we pray for your will to be done in our leadership. And we pray, oh God, for those that are in office, that you would give them direction and wisdom on how to lead. And Father, be with our governor as he makes decisions that, Lord, it would be uh, for our good and your glory. I pray, oh God, for uh, our military. Last Wednesday was Veterans Day, and Father, I failed to say thank you to all of our veterans who have blessed us by giving us the freedom we have in this country. Thank you for all the men and women who have served both in the past and are currently serving. Bless them, O oh God, and we thank you for them and for the freedom we have in our nation. And Lord, we just pray for families to be healed. And Father, I pray for folks that might feel ill will towards someone, whether it's someone that believes differently than them or someone that sees things differently than them, that they would agree to disagree and still love each other and that we would not give Satan a, a foothold or a stronghold on our lives because of his wickedness and evil. So, Father, we just pray again now for revival and spiritual awakening and father that people will wake up from their spiritual slumber father we know that that the day is almost over and night is coming and soon it'll be too late so father we know that jesus is sl not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness but father rather he is just waiting for us to come to repentance because he wants everyone to be saved. And so, God, we pray tonight that if there are folks who have never given their hearts and lives to Jesus, that they might confess their sin. And, Father, ask for your forgiveness. And, Lord, they would invite you to come in to be their Lord and their Savior. And, Lord, that they might experience your mercy and your grace and your love. So, Father, we just ask now that you would anoint every pew in this sanctuary, anoint every chair in the balcony, anoint, God, the instruments, anoint, Father, the instrumentalists and vocalists, anoint, oh God, the greeters and the ushers. Father, anoint even the parking lot and the roadways, draw people here Sunday that are looking for hope, searching for salvation, looking for answers, looking for peace. Oh God, I pray that this Sunday 
that there would be a great harvest of souls that would be saved. Anoint the 8.30 service. Anoint those Sunday school classes that are meeting and their teachers. Anoint the 11 o'clock service. Lord, that you would just be thick in this place and even through live stream and Facebook live that people might feel your presence. And, oh, God, anoint me with the words you would have me to preach. And I pray, God, that it would be your words that are heard, your voice that's heard, and our lives that are transformed. So, God, we just thank you in advance for what you're going to do this Lord's Day. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory and the honor and the praise in the strong and holy and powerful, majestic name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Thank you for worshiping with us. Again, if you want to stick around at this time, our musicians are going to come back to lead us in some more beautiful music. If you're watching uh, tonight, continue to worship with us. But God bless you. Remember, God loves you and we love you too. Before you all head out, this will be the last in-person Wednesday night service of the year. And then we'll reassess in January. But uh, with the rise in numbers and with everything that's going on, uh, we felt it best to go back to virtual only uh, through the remainder of the year. And then we'll reassess in January, but we'll keep you posted. I hope everyone understands uh, that we're doing what we feel we need to do under the circumstances. Uh, we will not have worship next Wednesday, even on live stream, but then following that, we'll go back to our uh, Wednesday night virtual services. But again, thank you for your prayers and for your understanding. God bless you.
thy shore. Well, just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus is my plea. I'm daily walking close to thee. Closer walk with thee. and Jesus is my plea. I'm daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. Let it be. Isn't that a hoot? <laughs> We're going to do a song that uh, Gary here wrote, and I think you're going to like it. This will be one you won't know, maybe. Mm, maybe one we don't know. <laughs> uh. When just a boy remember mama singing she sang about his glory to share she sang about the rock of ages when mama sang the angels were still and she'd sing what a beautiful morning in the sweet by and by yes she'd sing hallelujah thine the glory in the sweet by and by no i just can't wait to make my trip to heaven no i just can't wait to stand around god's throne but most of all i want to see my mama singing while eternity rose and she'll sing what a beautiful morning in the sweet by and by yes she'll sing hallelujah thine the glory in the sweet by and by in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore we shall meet on that beautiful shore oh that's all right 
Y'all don't know this, but that's not the way that was supposed to go. But that's okay. You would have known if I hadn't told you, would you? So I'm thanking you guys for sticking around. This is the nicest place we've played all year, and we've had the blessing to play in multiple nursing homes in the area. And it's been a blessing. These guys will go anywhere I ask them to go and play in any conditions. We've stood in grass and gravel and on hillsides that's steep. And it rained. We, play, we played in the rain, wind blowing, cold. We've learned those masks wrapped around the microphone to keep a wind from making a lot of noise. We learned that. So. But so glad you all stayed. This is called Mercy Walked In. Stood in the courtroom, the judge turned my way. It looks like you're guilty. Now, what do you say? I spoke up, Your Honor. I have no. when mercy walked in. A mercy walked in and pleaded my case, called to the stand of God's saving.
Father alone will know all about it. Father alone will understand why. Cheer up, my brother. Live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all. Tempted and tried, we're off the main to wander. Why it should be thus all the day long, while there are others living about us, never molested. Learned this one, we think, a while ago. So here we go. <laughs> so.
starts, uh, plays out in G, and then goes to C, and plays in C then. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. But in that city where the ransom will shine, I want a gold one, that silver line. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. That bright land where we'll never grow And someday yonder we'll never more wander But walk on streets that are pure as gold Don't think Don't think me poor or deserted or lonely I'm not discouraged, I'm heaven bound. I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city. I want a mansion, a harp and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never go. Thank you. I'll fly away. Well, some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. Come rolling for 
so much for staying. That's it. Have a good night. God bless you all. Good to see the Millers again. Hi, Millers. Long time no